Welcome in to Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. This is Will Dundon here with Nick Trucial and Seth Coggin. Guys, how was the last week, the weekend? What did y'all get into? Nothing uh, too crazy going on, really. Uh, just getting excited uh, about this football season, just like we were talking, guys. It, it's coming, closing in on a month here. College football, week zero. It, it couldn't come any sooner. I'm ready to, to, to get these dog days done with. Yeah, the dog days. That's exactly what my buddy said the other day. We were lake hopping up in Bell Vista. So Bell Vista has a POA uh, property owners association, and uh, they were sending the lake rangers out on us. Uh, our buddies built this Uh-oh. winch, so we can. Uh, I, I say we. I, I don't really. I'm not uh, too heavy into the the water sports. I'm not too much of a wakeboarder, wake skier. I like I like to tube a little bit. I more enjoy my t- my leisure time on the lakes. Uh, anyway, got a winch, so they're up wake skating and wake surfing. Uh, and yeah, the Lake Rangers were absolutely out to get us. It was like, you know, Super Troopers. It was like that, except for the Bella Vista POA Lake Rangers. And they met us at three different lakes. Like they have a lot of lake. It's it's a big, so they, were just they, they got some dams and stuff with. So it's all within this corridor. Yeah, they were just following us. And Same Rangers. Said, well, all right. So here we, we pull up to one lake. We don't even get the winch in the water. Lake Ranger comes up. He asks us to leave. Ask us if we have our card. We kind of say, "Oh no, you know, I don't have my card. I left it at home or whatever." I didn't. I was just moved. We just moved to Bella Vista. I just now became a property owner in the Bella Vista. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so he he does chase us off of that one, but we're like, "Well, there's a lot of lakes in the area where he's probably just making his rounds. Like, we'll go hit a different lake. Drive down about ten minutes south. Hit another lake." Get the winch in. This was our best spot. It was a great spot. Got the winch. So it's in the back of this guy's Jeep, uh, Jeep truck. And so you just pull that right to the water and then you swim the winch out and it pulls you back in. Anyway, have some great runs there, but then we see him pull up. Uh We see the Lake Ranger pull up. We make one of the world's greatest exits. Just dip. Like we all get out the water, pack up, leave before he even says anything to us, you know, dip, dip before we have conflict hit our other lake up lake Ann, where we've done we've gone before had a good time we've gone multiple times to lake Ann, no problems well we're there for one run we're there for one run actually no hold up we're there for two runs but we see the lake ranger from afar pulling up this time it's a different truck we think we're gonna have less problems oh it's a different guy like who cares he doesn't know anyway two guys pull up out of the truck it's like the higher up lake in the blue shirt this guy's got the, the lake sheriff shirt. yeah the lake sheriff yeah so he gets us out and he's sitting there and he's as they're pulling up uh my buddy's girlfriend is on the winch like she's getting ready to go and we were kind of like cut it like pull her in and she's like no i'm going <laughs> and so right as the lake ranger's pulling up she's just ripping this last run and like splashes just right in their faces um anyway we roll up they're telling us we can't leave and that they're calling the cops and everything and uh we just skirt on out of there and head home because i mean they're lake rangers like what are they gonna do Tell yeah it's like a mall cop all right we're leaving like we're leaving the lake he's like you got five minutes or the cops will be here and i'm like all right we're just leaving <laughs> anyway so park happened but uh played played some golf this weekend my first of in a while i, I sell golf carts and i don't even golf anymore um unfortunately just time time golf is a time sensitive sport so hopefully that sparks um i played terrible i played terrible 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 
Um, but that's kind of to be expected when taking about eight months off from golf. So um, I think it sparked a little, a little fire back in me for the game. So I'll get back out there and we'll be breaking 80 again soon. That is some, that is some non-football activities. You think I'm spending a Sunday afternoon lake hopping if, if the Titans are on TV, I don't think so. I'm, no I'm absolutely chance. glued to the TV when the Tennessee football Titans are on. Dude, I have some some dog days of summer activities as well when there's no football on. I saw two movies this weekend. Wow. wow. On Friday night and Saturday night. That's, that's crazy. Me, me and Madison, we saw weekend. the Elvis movie. Yeah, big time. We saw the Elvis movie Friday. Um, I give it a solid two and a half stars. It's totally wow. average, in my opinion. Okay. And I'm an Elvis fan. Like, I would have been mad if I didn't see it. But anyone, but it was just writing and directing wasn't there. Austin Butler, pretty good as Elvis, not going to lie. He, d- he did a good job, but the it just wasn't what I was hoping it would be. Then Saturday, you know, I'm watching the fights. Um, our buddy Jack came over to watch for a little bit. My little brother Wes came for a little bit. And then me and Wes are sitting on the couch, and we're like, you know what, let's just go see a movie. We're not doing anything else. So we went and saw the uh, new Thor movie, and it was solid. It was fine. It was what I expected. It was pretty funny, pretty entertaining. Oh, I will say, during the fights, uh, y'all probably didn't watch it, but if you saw the last fight, the main event between Blades and Aspinall, Mm -hmm. actually ended in the first like 20 or 30 (laughs) seconds, Aspinall fell weird on his leg and I think may have broken his leg, so they had to end the fight. Right before that, I'd been betting on fights all day. I actually bet on Blades to win in the first or last minute of the first round by KO or TKO. And the oh my like, god, the odds were like plus sixteen hundred. <laughs> I only it put hit, ten baby. bucks on it, but still, I was like, dang, if only that's if just only, the story. If with you gambling. had put a hundred, yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. That's the story with gambling. It's always dang, if only I would have just put a little more. You know, I watch Patty. Yeah, yeah Patty Pimblet. Patty went off, got the rear naked choke, teabagged yeah, the guy, nice and, then, and then gave his speech about uh, making sure you speak up. Pretty yeah, man's mental and health. Really awesome. Because he had just yeah. lost a friend to suicide uh, that week. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, definitely a big he's moment He's electric, for him. man. He is. He's fun to watch. He's got the people. He's climbing and, his way up the ranks, man, and probably the best division in the UFC. He's the most say. entertaining. Like, I watched a press conference of his the other day. My butt, Rob... Uh, pulled it up and for like 25 straight minutes he was just constant like you don't get entertainers like that and he was just real he was just talking like yes it was it was truly just him like for unfiltered for like 25 minutes just talking about his opponent talking about his fight like very intriguing like very fun to watch and just energetic and and winning too that's the key that you gotta have when like in a sport like that like you gotta be winning you can't just talk and have fun and you know be a great crowd pleaser you're in ufc like you are there they are there to punish you you are there to get hit um so to do all of that and still come out and win and do it in pretty convincing fashion is pretty fun to watch yeah, it was awesome because the the fights were in London. So seeing him and his teammate, uh, yeah. is it Molly? Molly? McCann. Yeah, Molly yeah. McCann. Dude, seeing her win and j- immediately just swing out of the cage and jump into Dave Portnoy's arms. 
but she's no, electric too. Dude, those it, yeah, two she was, dude, she was hilarious after the fights when they were inter- interviewing her and Patty. She had drank like, like half a, a pint of whiskey and had it in her hand, like she was still drinking. Like that's what's kind of funny about these fighters too is there aren't a ton of rules besides be entertaining and don't piss off Dana White. Yeah. So they can kind of do whatever they want. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, they're just true, like just true Liverpool, like crazy, crazy people. And like just seeing Patty and Molly together is such a treat in entertainment. And they're, they just, their banter is great. And uh, they love each other a ton. They're like brother and sister. It seems like just up there fighting. Well, and they're just gr- like, yeah, you said both like Liverpool people, like just gritty Liverpool yeah. people. <laughs> I <laughs> their mean, accents are hilarious. Yeah, their accents. And I mean, obviously they're fighters and everything. So it just adds to it. But they are perfect together. It's so fun watching them. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead. And uh, anything you want to cover before we hop into a little we're going to do a lot of college football talk today. Anything you want to cover before we hop in? Uh, shout out to France. Oh, so, yeah. 21 days. It's an impressive event. 21 straight days of like biking like 100 plus miles. Just crazy. It's pretty insane. It's crazy. I mean, Through like the, the Pyrenees and the Alps. And, whew, crazy. I wonder how many calories they burn over Every the day. entire period. You probably burn like, I would guess you burn 11,000. A day on those bikes, I would that's bet. Insane. I, that's what I guess. I mean, maybe not. Maybe ten. But still, like, that's just I mean, you're over two hundred thousand calories burned. I mean, what though? Yeah, you're. I mean, you're biking all day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a probably a, and no blood doping four to either. Six hour. They're watching yeah. for that because of old Lance, and so uh, th- there's no PEDs, no nothing. It's just raw, raw biking ability. Would you? All right, I got a little theoretical question here. Would you trade? So, would you trade like uh, an eruption of dominance and just career success with the knowledge that it will end at some point and like you will be viewed as a cheater? (laughs) (laughs) Or having like never done anything? Like you just I, never I would make definitely it. cheat. Uh, I mean, everybody oh, yeah, still that's, knows. Okay, Lance so that's, that's what it is. It's like either you can cheat and truly be a true great champion, <laughs> or you never even make like the tour. Like you're not really even. A, you don't even actor. make the tour. Yeah, I'm cheating all day long. If I'm, yeah, I'm becoming famous, <laughs> I think you're still if famous. I say... Barry Bonds, Pete Rose, Lance, A Rod, like, but Mark I will. Like, I will say, like if I made it. Like if I was one of the better professionals, then I would have some sense of, hey, I did this. Like, yeah. This is just me. Like that's pretty cool. I will yeah, say. That's fair. That's why I have to pose it. You don't even make the tour. Like, I know, but yeah, you're I'm still good. Me. You know, you're a good biker, but you're never quite. Or something. It could be something else. Like you get the endorsements during the time. You're just what like guys like, well, if I did this, like those guys. Well, you didn't, so we don't know that. <laughs> you think guys uh like, what's an equivalent of blood doping in a sport like that? To, I mean, PEDs, yeah, and baseball, I guess, was similar. But even that feels different because, like, you, my thing on PEDs and baseball is like, yes, 
you still had to hit the baseball. Yeah, you still had to. It only accentuates your talent. Yeah, exactly. And it does like it does create an unfair advantage. Like I get that point, but at the yeah, hitting a baseball is hard. I don't care. Still got to hit a curveball and still got to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. Like Barry Bonds was an MVP before he had his great run in 01 to 04 with the Giants. Um, So like he still would have been a Hall of Famer had he not. Use PEDs, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, Seth, do you think like do you think blood thinners or blood doping is a is a greater advantage than in biking? Um. Yes, solely because it's such an intensely like personal sport. I mean, even though you do have a team, like your true physical performance is a huge aspect of what the sport is. Yeah, I'd agree like, with that because it's not essentially. I mean. By biking is truly one of the greatest cardiovascular tests of like pushing your cardiovascular limits. So if you are <laughs> gaining an advantage in that small little category in which you are tested in, um, like being, you know, PEDs essentially could make you stronger and stuff like that in baseball, you know, throw harder hit, but you might like still we suck at about. baseball. Yeah, you might just not be able to hit a baseball. Like hitting a baseball, I don't care how strong you are once you hit it. Like actually hitting it is still really hard. Um, and so there are I still think, really strong guys that like could never hit a yeah, home run. Yeah, like they yeah. might. Like I'm saying, they might even hit a baseball pretty solid, but they for whatever reason they can't get it down to hit a home yeah. run. I just think I, I really think it's because of the controlled nature of the sport, of to the fact where the factors are controlled, like you're your biking is truly based on your biking ability. It's not based on how hard someone else is throwing. It's not based on any other. I mean, yes, there are factors like the team you're riding with, you know, your new, I don't know, but you're just a lot more controlled in the elements at play um, in your sport. Yeah. There's still every facet when you're blood doping. Well, yeah, you can have a pitcher just throwing nasty curveballs, hitting his corners, and you're not going to be able to hit even if it'd you're be like a yeah. golfer using like a golf is another example. There's no drug or anything, but it would be like equipment that's like cheating, like true, like truly cheating, like ball, like where you yeah. Couldn't... If you had the balls that go fifty extra yards, like the yeah. the long hit balls, well, or and they like always go straight that. or something. Yeah, yeah, they, that would be my thinking. Is like you you cannot hit a ball like you you have to hit it straight somehow. If that, if they made that happen, yeah, that would be because it's a personal thing. So it's like just a solo sport. There's not that many solo sports. Um, And like, even like a sport like tennis, I think having a direct opponent you're facing is different than like, yeah. yeah, Something like maybe skating or like, you know, speed skating in the Olympics or something like that. Yeah. That, that would be the same thought in my head as doping, like blood doping is just as bad in that kind of sport Yeah, because of our track, I guess like a track, like track and field, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that, yeah. that I can get. Um, Cause no anyway, other person has an effect yeah. on your yeah. performance. It's like cheating in different sports is like worse. <laughs> like we're kind of, it's almost kind of what we're saying right now. Like oh, if, you cheat, if you cheat in basketball, in baseball, it's like, I don't really care. Like I'd like to see more home runs. Like, I'd actively like to Yeah, see I want steroids to be legal. That would be awesome so, if everybody uh, was loaded up. Yeah, but if someone's but and, and to be honest, that that's I guess that's the really bad thing when it's like stuff that's dangerous for people. Because at the same time, I would like to see people bike faster. Like 
yeah, I'd like to see. I, I'd like to see people bike at the absolute extreme, like <laughs> as as good as modern technology can make a guy. Let's bike there. It's like when but, you hear the uh, the question or the someone will throw it out there. Man, what if you had an Olympics where everyone took steroids and then someone goes, yeah. well, that's the Olympics. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there, there, that is the funny thing too, is like these truly elite, like we, we aren't really around like the truly elite level of professional athlete. Like we've been around good college athletes and like stuff like that, but I'm talking about like the truly elite level of professional athlete where they are so intensively training and they have people monitoring, like they're, they're always experimenting and doing stuff that is just technology that's come around that maybe isn't, isn't, hasn't, hasn't even been determined. It's so new that hasn't even been determined whether it's legal or illegal. Like they're always testing, you know, different products and chemicals and all sorts of mixtures and, (laughs) and all sorts of concoctions to get them to perform. And I mean, if you're not kind of towing that illegal line, I mean, you're, I feel like you're missing out. You're not trying yeah, let's peek. Did y'all ever watch uh, Icarus? Like, um, I what? Uh, what? Yeah, what was? This? It's on Netflix, I know the story, and but... I haven't seen it. I want to watch it, and this no, could, yeah. this could be wrong, but I think it was a guy doing a documentary on, I want to say Russian doping, like for, I don't remember if it was for biking or if it was for Olympics or what it was for, but I think he got he went undercover essentially and really found a ton of stuff about it. And it opened a bunch of people's eyes to, wow, everyone is really doping. That's doing Everyone's these cheating. extreme athletic feats or whatever. Yeah. So it's you see like someone do something it. that's, you see someone do something and you're like, that's like superhuman. That's like unnatural. It's like, yeah, it kind of is. It's like, too good it's not, it was done. It was done in a human body, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was caused by some synthetic. Yeah. Some synthetics. Well, let's go ahead and hop into a little college football talk. We're going to cover the two premier conferences in college football as we usually do. We're going to switch it up a little bit, though. We're going to start off with a little SEC power rankings. Kind of, I guess, how we think the season will shape out. We'll go ahead and label it there. See, uh, we'll rank them just each division. We can name champions if we want, but yeah, we'll go yeah, through each we, division uh... and rank, and then. After that, we'll hop into a little Big Ten and do some over-unders like we did with the SEC. But, Trucial, if you want to – or actually, Seth, I know you already have your rankings. So yeah, I already got actually, them. We can go ahead and them. kick it off with you and just – if you want to kind of say your thoughts on each team as you go or say all your rankings and then talk about your major thoughts. Yeah, we'll I'll go – we'll start in the East and then I'll just kind of run down what I got and then uh, we can open the floor for discussion. Now <clears> – <throat> I played a little well, some may some some may accuse me of playing a little favoritism in my official rankings. But to them I say there's a long season ahead. Like, yeah, I might be wrong, but your rankings are probably wrong too. And mine aren't wrong, just as yours aren't wrong yet. So until the end of the season, my rankings are just as good and valuable as anyone's. Um with that More being people- said. <laughs> what i was just gonna say more people do need to recognize that because i hate yeah. when someone throws out a prediction and someone immediately is like oh that's not gonna happen like we yeah. see a team every year hop yeah. come out of nowhere and 
win 10 games that we thought was going to win five games or even a team like South Carolina last year who people thought might not even win two games come out and go to a bowl game. So yeah, it I happens every year that in there. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. So with that being said, here are my official SEC predictions. We'll start with the East. At number one, making a return to Atlanta for the first time in about 16, 16 years. Is that about correct? Or is it uh, 2004? Since, uh, we well, talking about 16 years ago. Are we talking was, West? If you're going with the Vols, I think it was 07. Oh, it was 07 was the last time it was the Vols. Yeah. Hey, the last time the Hogs went was 06. So I think it may be maybe a sign of the times. Shout out Harry Styles. Yes, I do have the Tennessee Vols home, the SEC East. Now, I do that in part because of what we have predicted before, the Georgia hangover curse. I think they're going to have a little natty hangover. Where they're hitting the under, and let's just say they go 9-3. and three. Um, If they go 9-3, and three, one of those losses is probably to the Vols. Let's be honest. If they lose three or four games, they're losing to the Vols. And if the Vols beat Georgia, give me th- give me three more losses on that on that scale. No, give me four more. If they beat Georgia, they would have to lose four times to not win that West if or East if if things go as said. So I'm predicting the Vols go ten and two, win the SEC East. At number two, I do have Georgia. I think they are. I think. I honestly think I haven't seen a more a weaker. This is a weak SEC East. I I really think. I think this is. I think it's going to get stronger. But I think this is a really down year because I think in year one with Napier, I don't think Florida is going to be great yet. And I don't know if I don't know. We'll see if he's the guy down there anyway. Okay, but I do have. That being said, I do have Florida at number three. That is a testament to how not very good I think Kentucky is. Because, I like, who am I going to put there? Oh, can the longest-tenured coach, Mark Stoops? No. Like, I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, I, I see them playing a lot of close games like they usually do. I feel like the last couple of years they've been on the good end of a lot of close games where it's like they didn't really have a ton of business winning these games. Like, I think they might just kind of fall on the bad end, but I do have Kentucky at number four, South Carolina at number five. They're one I could see. I just don't see as much success as some are predicting. I think some are a little too high on South Carolina. Um, I did not see much and head to head. They just got dominated by the Vols who I find a very like they have similar records and stuff, but the Vols absolutely dominated them head to head. So I think, and I don't think Spencer Rattler's, all that good. I could come back to eat all these words. South Carolina could win the East. Who knows? That's college football, maybe. And then to round it out, I got Vanderbilt at number six. And an I, oh, yeah, that actually is kind of a surprise. I have Vanderbilt yeah. finishing ahead of the University of Missouri. So, Missouri, I have a tough year. And I think, drink, okay, I think Drinkwitz will be fired after this season at Missouri. So that's my one that's my one prediction in the east on coaching. I think he would be the only one to lose his job in the east. I don't know, that's uh that's what I thought. I didn't take 
Oh, it's not rocket science when I come up with my rankings sometimes. Um, I really follow my intuition and my gut and what I think about things. So um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, putting the balls on top's a little ballsy, but I didn't really see – I didn't want to pick Georgia to win the SCs because I do not think they will, although they probably will. But I don't think they will. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't hate the rankings. I mean, I'll, obviously, we're each going to get into ours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mizzou last is pretty ballsy, I think. I think that's yeah. even more ballsy than saying Georgia won't win. Because Vanderbilt I think putting is Vandy so ahead bad. of anyone is – well, as I was re- to be honest, as I was reading them back, I kind of thought the same thing. I was surprised I didn't have Vanderbilt. I I hadn't <laughs> I hadn't really thought much about it. I was almost surprised I didn't have Vanderbilt last, but I will stick with my rankings for now. But uh, but I do understand that. I do. I will say I think the East could be. No one knows what's going to happen in the East because I think like I think Tennessee's solid. I think Kentucky's okay. I think Georgia's still good. I think South Carolina might be okay. Yeah, Florida. I'm not sure about Mizzou. Not that good. Vandy sucks. Like a, but you could have Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee could finish in any order, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. This is it's like a tier of mediocrity this year. I feel like in I feel like okay, Georgia did just win the national championship, like up pretty pretty high. Then I think Tennessee is elevated above the the true mediocre tier. That's why that's why I think it's important that they have a very good year because I think they are I think they are legitimately a better team than uh I think that line of Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina is just very mediocre. Like I don't see I don't see anyone in that being real good at all. Like they might show they might have some good games, they might be decent. Like they're all going to be decent. You know, Anthony Richardson's a good quarterback down at Florida. So, like, they, they having a good quarterback gives you a shot at being okay. Um, even in the first year, it's Florida. It's not like the, it's totally bare. You know, they got, they got some good players. So, I just don't think they'll rise to be like really good or, or a real tough challenge. I think Georgia and hopefully, hopefully Tennessee can handle most of them with relative ease. Like you got to beat Florida this year at home in the coaches year one. You got to, you got to. You're gonna be the better team. <laughs> so win that kind of game. Oh yeah, we've talked about it before. We're high on the balls. I, I think Vandy being last is well deserved. They've earned that. I agree. Do we want to each do East and then do West? Or- do you want to go ahead and do your West prediction? No, ball? go ahead and get. We'll, we'll we'll keep talking about the East. If you got any, uh, like who who you got? Which which what you thinking? Well, you want me to go, or you want me to take, or you want to take it? Go for it, Trish. All right. Um, so I tried to look at this objectively. <laughs> and now, while I would love to say Tennessee is going to win the East. I think, unfortunately, I do have to put the Georgia Bulldogs at number one. Um, I, I could see a, a bit of a natty hangover, and that's what I'm hoping for. But, I mean, they're so talented um, and have a lot of returning starters, and they're just able to reload so easily. Plus, they have the number three class coming in. Um, so, they, I mean, they are absolutely uh, dominant in all facets of the game there. So unfortunately going to, going to put Georgia at number one. Um, it's going to be tough though. They're, they're, this isn't as much of a cakewalk 
form as it was last year, even though I, I kind of agree with you, Seth, that the SEC East is down a little bit with Florida. But I think Tennessee being that team that is going to make a big jump is going to give the Bulldogs uh, some trouble. And I think it's even possible Tennessee beats them um, and Georgia still wins the East. So I'm putting Ooh, Tennessee. That'd be tough. That would Dude, be, be tough. tough to, that would be tough to handle just like to beat Georgia and then still lose. But I mean, you're, you're very right. It could happen. Yeah. And then Tennessee could lose to Kentucky, LSU, Bama, and then Georgia wins East. So I, I think unfortunately something like that could happen, but I am going to have the Vols take a nice little jump um, and end up in second place. So I think uh, Hendon Hooker returning, obviously a big deal right there. His uh, chemistry with Cedric Tillman going to be making a lot of noise, a lot of offense, uh, and hopefully the defense doesn't prove, but it's still a question mark. Uh, can't be giving up 40 points, 30 points regularly like they did last season. I'm um, going to expect to win the East. So we're going with Tennessee at number two. I mean, here's a little little uh, scare or, or a little something that uh, could surprise you guys a little bit. I have South Carolina coming in at number three. We know how nice. big I'm on uh, – yeah, you just picked them in the draft. They're in your conference. I picked them in the draft. I picked them in my conference. I, I got to hope for some South Carolina success this season <laughs> to uh, boost up my conference rankings. So I'm, I could see eight wins for South Carolina this year. Um, and uh, they did get three first-place votes for the SEC preseason media uh, poll, which is in third behind Georgia and Kentucky, which Kentucky somehow got – four uh, votes to finish first, but also Vanderbilt got a vote. So this preseason media poll has been thrown out the the window for me. Um, So we have South Carolina coming in at number three, Kentucky coming in at number four. Uh, I think they finished middle of the pack. They're going to be decent, but Will Levis is, is not as good as the media is making him out to be. I mean, we, we saw, and the fact that he just puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I mean, that is, that's disgusting. I hate him for it. I hate the Wildcats. They're they're not finishing in second place like the uh, preseason media poll has them at coming at number four. Um, then we have Florida coming in at number five. Billy Napier is going to have a rough season coming in. They, they lost a lot of players to the transfer portal. They do have a decent class coming in, but not a great one. Um, they're going to have a lot of ground to make up. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is totally going to be that guy. So, so they'll end up uh, coming in uh, at five there. I will, I'll jump on the Vanderbilt train. I have them coming in at number six. I think uh, Alaya is, is going to have some trouble this year. Could see him getting fired. We're putting Missouri at number seven. Uh, they're going to have a terrible season. Going to get uh, ran up and down the field all season long. Sorry, uh, Drinkwitz. You're probably going after this year on the hot seat. It's going to be even worse. So, yeah, we'll round out uh, the number seven spot there for Missouri. All right, Trucial, we have almost the same rankings, and I'll read mine off in a second. But I actually did a one of the mega record predictors because, as we mentioned when we were doing the SEC over-unders, it's easy to kind of say, oh, this team will win eight games, this team will yeah, win seven games, and then you look at the schedule and you go, yeah, and then we say, oh, wait, they can't all do that. So – I've got Georgia coming in at number one in the East. Uh, I have Tennessee at second. I have Tennessee going 10 and two, and I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I don't actually think Tennessee will go 10 and two. As I was going through the games, like as I was going through the games, 
I go, oh yeah, Tennessee's better than this team. But at the same time, I know they're going to drop. The better team doesn't always win. Right. And they're probably going to drop. I would say Tennessee's going to drop two games that really leave a sour taste in Vol fans' mouth. But I still think they could actually end up being second in the East still if they go nine and three, obviously. I think that's very doable to end up second in the East with the rest of the teams. I have South Carolina at number three. Let's go. But I will say I have South Carolina at three. I have Kentucky in four. And actually, Kentucky has a better record after looking at my record predictor. South Carolina going seven and five, Kentucky eight and four, both going four and four in the conference. So I have South Carolina beating Kentucky head to head. So that's where ah, they end up a spot like ahead. But I think that sounds good too. I, <laughs> South Carolina seven and five with a one over Kentucky, I could definitely see happening. Um, I'm with you, Trucial. Like, I think Kentucky's solid. I think they'll be fine. They'll beat most of the teams they're supposed to be, but those toss-up games, like, I think South Carolina. Then I have Florida coming in at five. I have them going five and seven, two and six in the conference. Then I also have Missouri going five and seven, which y'all are kind of swaying me on a little bit. Like, I don't think Missouri will be last, but – Maybe maybe they do go three and nine or something this year. I have Vanderbilt in last place going one and eleven, oh and eight in the conference. I think they play Elon or someone, so maybe I gave them that. They lost I don't to see ETSU them last Hawaii. year, so who knows? Yeah, I don't see you gotta them beating get that Hawaii. out of This is your two beating... the Clark Lee era. We're finishing <laughs> we're finishing six. What what happens? Like if they go one and eleven, does just I mean, is it no big deal? I think there's literally zero expectations uh, right now for Vanderbilt. So I think they're going to give Clark Lee four or five years, no matter what. Yeah. I just wonder, maybe he will pull off four or five wins one year and that'll give people like, Oh, Hey, here's a little momentum. But if he just goes max three wins for the next three or four years, you got to can him. Right. But I I honestly, he is the hometown hero though. I mean, that's that stand like, hero. It has to happen before we we make any claims. Like he would have to only win that many games. But I just, I if he did do, do that, I don't even know if they would fire him. Honestly, I don't know take, what you do. You get, it's gonna take a lot to get fired. Yeah, a lot of bad. I think I'm hope. I mean, I wrote it down. I've noted it. I'm predicting. A little jump for the Commodores this year. I'm excited to see the progress in Clark Lee era. Shout out West End. Shout out West End. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Vandy won a few games. As long as Tennessee keeps beating them, let them get eight wins. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, make it a better win. Yeah, exactly. Seth, you want to hop into your West predictions? All right. To the West. Staying with a familiar face, the Arkansas Razorbacks. We'll get back to the promised land of Atlanta, Georgia. And they will take home the SC West Championship for the first time since 2006. Um, really excited about this season. Uh, kind of the same, in the same way I think about the East, I think about the West. Um, you have your traditional clear top dog in Bama. No disputing that. They have been the best. Um, they've won the most SEC West championships. They've won the most national championships. Um, they are the big dog, but it's been a while since the Razorbacks beat them. 
We have an experienced quarterback. We have them at home this season in Fayetteville. Uh, I'll be in the building. And I just think that uh, I think that the Hogs are going to get over the hump. They're going to beat Bama, and they are going to win the SEC West. Um, I know it requires beating more than Alabama, but that they are the biggest hump uh, to get over. So I think if you do beat them, you have a really good chance. But like you said with Tennessee, there's a scenario I could see Arkansas beating Alabama and and not winning the West which would be just kind of a letdown. Like, that's almost how I look at Texas A&M season yeah, last year. Yeah, I was year. about to say. Congrats, Who, you beat Could Bama, you have told you the not. A&M fans you'll beat Bama and still go 8-4 and four or whatever they did? They would not believe that before the season. I would probably trade – like, I used to, if you had said, look, you beat Bama or, like, Auburn or someone, like, that's the only game you win. I literally – when we went 2-10 and 10 back two years in a row, I said, I'll do that. Because I would literally trade one great, exciting win for, like, I'm already going to lose 10 games. Might as well have one good one and lose 11. Uh, but these days are a little different. Like, Arkansas could lose to Bama and still go 10-2 and two and have a great season. Or, you know, they could beat Bama. So, I think, anyway, I pick them to win. Why not? Like, someone's got to do it. And I think Arkansas is, I think, they're in a good position because they are kind of gotten a little respect, but they're still a little like under the rate. Like they're still kind of on the hunt a little bit. I think it's a great time for them to break through. All right. I do keep Bama at number two. They are too consistent, too loaded um, to, you know, finish very far back, even if they do happen to slip up once or twice. Um, Bama at number two. I have a surprise number three in Mississippi State. Mm. Uh, I'm going to value. I'm going to value Will Rogers. Uh, I'm going to value Mike Leach in a year. I, I think this is going to be Mike Leach's peak year. I think this is going to be his best year, Mississippi State. That's kind of how it goes. He he. About three or four years in, he has a really good year at wherever school he is, and then he kind of bounces out. Um, I think this is kind of his year to have a good. He's a good quarterback in the system. Um, he hasn't kind of Mike Leach is the kind of guy that can wear thin on a program. I think like just over and over in almost a good way. Like he's almost refreshingly just like himself, but he is kind of weird and strange and like time after time after time. It's like when it's your program, it's not like some, some, you know, you see some of the highlights, but like when it's your program day in and day out, like it can, that it can kind of wear a little thin. Um, and if you're, so I think I just think this is going to be his best year at Mississippi State. Finishing third in the conference, a true testament. Congratulations, Mississippi State. You're not champions like the Razorbacks will be, but uh, but a third place finish for Mike Leach is very good. In all seriousness, that is, I mean, that what finishing third in the West is is a good finish. Well, I think you're uh, right too f- about about Leach. You yeah, know, I agree. We saw it at Tech. We saw it at Washington State. He has a quarterback that's been in the system for a little bit that's pretty solid, Yeah, that has natural ability that's good, that can sling it. Maybe they're not the most gifted, but they fit the system really well, and he rattles off a really good year. So I could definitely see that happening. Like, I could see them – like, they could go – I could see them – I don't know their schedule. They go 8-4 and four pretty easy, I could imagine. I have them at 8-4. Like and, uh, and then I do have – at number four, I have Texas A&M. Just as 
Jimbo is very mediocre. So shall too be the Texas A&M Aggies. Number four in the conference, dead middle. Number five, I have Ole Miss. Um, I think they do regress a little bit from last year. I do like Link Kiffin. I think he's a good offensive coach. But I think they are going to regress um, on their season last year. I think Matt Corral is really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the perfect fit for that offense. And that offense is quarterback friendly and will produce someone with good numbers and stuff. But I'm saying he had an extra little bit. In the close games, the games that changed, they went, they won 10 games for like the first time in Ole Miss program history last year. Like to win, the difference between winning 10 games and winning seven games is so minuscule. Like, and having a good quarterback that you can rely on is huge. And so I think that kind of drops them from where last year you have a guy like Matt Corral, things go good, you win 10 games. This year, you take a step back because your quarterback's not quite as elite, you win seven games. Um, still not a terrible year, you know, still pretty good at Ole Miss, you know, um, but, uh, but not quite the year they had last year. Um, and this is, this is where once again, the bottom of my list gets a little tricky. You could flip flop the bottom of my list and be pretty, pretty good with it. But I actually have Auburn at number six and I have LSU finishing dead last in the conference. Now, some of that may be coming from, I kind of think of, LSU right now, I think of Will Wade, his departure. So they're on the first year of coaches for basketball and football. And at basketball, there was a point with zero players on the roster. Mm-hmm. And that just can't be good. I don't know. I, I don't know about a program. Was I've never seen a program with zero players on the roster. Now, obviously, that wasn't the football program. And Brian Kelly is an established coach. I think he's a terrible misfit at LSU. And I think it's going to show itself year one a sign of really bad things to come. And he's going to get three years. He's going to get year one. He's going to have a better year. No, I think he'll get four years. He's going to have a better year two. Like we're, he's going to have a bad, like I'm predicting them to finish last, like a bad year at LSU four and eight. I think four and eight, probably. Um, I think Harson will get fired. Cause I think they'll probably be like around last place. Both of them, you know, it's like, Technically, Auburn finishes higher, but I think they'll both win two conference games. Maybe. Maybe even one. I've watched Arkansas lose 10, and that was brutal. So, oh, that was back when – no, wait. No, they didn't. They only went 0-8 twice. Thank God. When they went to the 10-game 10, 10 SEC schedule in COVID year, we had just come off back-to-back 0-8 seasons. I could not. I could not handle going 0 and 10, 0 and 10 and running the total. I don't think you come back from that. Like, that's what I always say. Sam Pittman literally saved our program. Like, we were going to be dead. If you have another, let's just say they keep Chad Morris. It was only year three. Keep Chad Morris for year three. Go 0 and 10 in the SEC. Your combined record is 0 and 26 in the last three (laughs) years in the SEC. Like, your program's just dead. It's automatically eliminated. Anyway, so that's my rankings. LSU last, Auburn sixth, but Brian Harson gets the can. So I'm predicting Eli Drinkwitz and Brian Harson will be fired this football season. Those are my coaches to be fired. And Jimbo's seat will get a little bit hotter. I think, I think Jimbo's seat's going to be pretty hot going into next season. I'll, I'll say that. 
I agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think A and M is is cracked up as everybody uh, is thinking right now. They do have three first place votes in the preseason media poll. They're not finished their first quarterback. Haynes King. Yeah, Haynes King. Wasn't he injured Haynes last year? King. Yeah. No way. He's that good. We'll see. I think yeah, well, AM's jerseys and their shoulder pads make their quarterbacks look terrible. Nah, I kind of like AM's unis. No, I'm not saying they're I'm saying the actual cut of their shoulder pads oh. makes their quarterbacks look weird. I don't know. I'm just go look at it. Just go take it. Maybe it's the Adidas cut. Just like their shoulder. It's like their shoulders. It's like the pads. Maybe it was just Kellen Mond. I watched Kellen Mond beat me four straight times in Dallas. And just, I couldn't stand that guy. They do have, I think that's actually just the quarterbacks. Trevor Knight did that. Kellen Mond did it where they they popped their throwing shoulder sleeve just up over. So it's just bare arm. And it looks kind of funky. It just bothers you looking. But it, that's what bothers me because their quarterbacks always look terrible. I'm like, man, this guy's a bum. Not even look terrible. Like, I don't. Even, I'm not hating on the style. I'm just saying, doesn't. I don't know. Something about it doesn't look normal. They're I can see it. Haynes King. His name's Haynes King. What was he? A five star in Texas. Yeah. They're starting. You're starting to realize that people from players from Texas are just so vastly overrated. How do you think Texas has a like top 10 recruiting class every year and continually sucks because all the players that they're recruiting are garbage. Like people just get, there's just exposure saturation on players in Texas. I'd have to take and a look at that. I'm not, argu- I'm really not arguing with you, but Texas I would like A&M and Texas both like have had consistently classes good enough to compete truly nat- at a national level. And I mean, Texas A&M has been probably better than Texas, but like very mediocre on both ends playing to the level that they have recruited at year after year, which leads me to believe that these guys are overrated. <laughs> like they're actually just elevated. It's a fair point. But, I mean, you see that now, you see that now, like the Alabama bump is so real. Like if a guy starts getting recruited by Alabama, he automatically gets bumped to a four-star. Like if Alabama wants a guy, he's auto four-star. It's ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. There could be no – he could have ten offers from like decent SEC schools and be like a low three-star, something like that. Or And then all of a sudden Alabama jumps into the mix. They're oh, four-star. Oh, the new rankings came out. He's a four-star. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like uh, I, I've seen too many times where a player will commit to Tennessee and then immediately their ranking drops next week. <laughs> like every time, every time a high-ranking player commits to Tennessee, it's like, oh, he committed to Tennessee? There's no way this guy is actually good. Well, it's- that's like Tom, the Huskers got Thomas Fedoni, who's the number one tight end in the country, had offers from everywhere, and then he committed to Nebraska, and they just refused to make him a five-star <laughs> I was like, you were literally, like, he's, I mean, I get it's tight end, but still, he's still number one. But yeah, yeah crucial. There, there, why don't there's you, some bias. You hop there. into your uh, West rankings. So, West rankings, mine uh, honestly aren't that far off from yours, Seth. Uh, we have a couple of differences, but um, the first difference here, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going with Bama at number one, trying to uh, look at this from wow. an outside perspective. Cha- Bama, Georgia. In the in Atlanta, that's so fun. Everyone, wants to see that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see it, but I think it may happen. 
And uh, Bama, <laughs> they, they do have a top 10 recruiting class right now. Tennessee is ahead of them. But I was just looking at the rankings, and there's like three four-stars about – or three five-stars and a couple more four-stars about to commit to Bama. So they're going to end up near, near that uh, top three ranking for sure. So I think Alabama, Bryce Young is incredible. Saban is incredible. They're going to finish number one, unfortunately. Uh, but just like I was talking about with the East, I do have Arkansas coming in at number two, going to have a great season. But uh, like we were talking about, it could be one of those crazy things where they beat Bama, but uh, end up going 10 and two or nine and three and uh, coming in second place. I actually would accept. I would, I have one concession I would make. Well, there's one scenario where I accept losing the West 10 and it's, two. Now beating Bama or no losing to Bama, but going eleven and one, and still getting in the playoff. Don't even have to play in the Ooh, SEC championship. That awesome. That's a real possibility. Because if Arkansas went eleven and one, we would have wins over Cincy, BYU outside of the conference. Yeah, those and then are obviously great like our conference. conference yeah, obviously our conference schedule. I think uh, I think we definitely would still make it. I could see it happening. A little backdoor action. Play Bama. Get in the natty. <laughs> that would be awesome. Be yeah, I could see that happening. I could see maybe, yeah, Tennessee. Hog tied. Uh, well, it'd be tough for Tennessee and Arkansas both to lose the, <laughs> the East and West, but still make the playoffs. <laughs> Hopefully something insane happens and a bunch of teams lose. And just everybody's losing. And uh, Alabama, a, Georgia, four, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Playoff. That would be electric. Yeah, three a three-team mess. Three out of four SEC teams would be awesome. People would hate that so much, but it would be so fun. It would be fun. I hope. I hope it. I happens. wish it was four. I would watch yeah. an SEC tournament, like an all SEC tournament, would be so sick. That that that's a dream scenario. Hopefully, no. There was there's one fever dream scenario I have had in my brain, where like your your regular season schedule is like six games. And then you play like a four possible four game conference tournament. And then you play like, it's just all tournament. Ba- like you only play even maybe even less than that. Like you play like several regular seats. I think it was when I was thinking about a 64 team tournament. So you played like a, you played your regular season and it was a double elimination. I don't know. It had relegation involved. I need to I need to write down this. I I, I have it. I you have the put, notes. Put these no, thoughts ha- on paper. I have the notes somewhere. I'll find them and I'll maybe even do like a small recorded, just like by myself, just get in the lab, write it on a whiteboard, and just go to town. Just record like, yourself the, on a on a whiteboard. I would love that. Yeah, I'd watch right, it. This is what the like. This is <laughs> this is my dream for a realignment and how our conference is decided and everything. Sixty four team tournament in football would be awesome. It would so awesome. But uh Seth, I do have to agree with you on the Mississippi State. Oh, nice run here. I have them coming in at number three. I think you're spot on with that leech big year. The air raid offense is a beautiful thing to watch. Um, and, and I can just see it uh working out for the guys this year. Uh, he does have an experienced quarterback, has had a couple of years to implement a system. Uh, they they got a shot at coming in at number three. At number four, I have Ole Miss finishing uh, a little bit higher than I think some people expect. They are going to have a down really. year. I mean, four is four is pretty good. Seems about right. Four yeah. seems about right. But I have Jimbo 
and the AM Aggie sliding Ooh, all the way to number seat's five. Getting hot. That seat is getting all the hot. way to number five. It is going to be rough for Jimbo. I could see a seven win season coming here, maybe a six and six season for Jimbo. Oh, I think six and six, he might get the can. I'm not even Aggie lying. fans I would think, be distraught. Yeah, they would be distraught. Uh, so, Reese, if you're out there listening, sorry, man. Aggies aren't it this year. Um, they're they're, they're going to have a down year. Uh, Haynes King is not always cracked up to be. The Haynes Aggies King. are going to have trouble. His name's Haynes King. He's not a king. I know that. That name's fake. That name is fake. That's like a video game. Like Yeah, that's like a created like player on NCAA 14. Um, so we have AM coming in at number five. Number six, LSU. Uh, they do have a decent class coming in. Uh, they, they've lost a lot of players. Kind of a, a revolving door for the quarterback scenario. Nobody really knows who's going to start. Uh, and that's just going to lead to some troubles. I, I could see them not having a great season. And then Harson, I also think is going to get fired. They tried to fire him earlier this year. Uh, didn't have success with that, with uh, like all the allegations and scandals and stuff going on. So they're itching. Auburn is itching to uh, fire Brian Harson, and he's going to finish last in the SEC West. He's gone. He go. All right. This C West, I have every team except for one. Going bowling, I will mention that. Uh, nice. I do have, I do have Alabama at number one. I have Arkansas right behind them. I feel very nice. confident in the top two. Like it will be those two. I'm not even saying like wow. Arkansas might pull it off Love this that. year, but I feel super confident that Alabama and Arkansas will be. Top I think I've West. inspired maybe too much confidence in the Razorbacks and you guys. I should have it. I've been there. I need. I I have the confidence in me, but I I, I enjoy how much you guys have in them as well. I mean, I watched them last year. I think I I Good. do think KJ is one of yeah, the best. Yeah, KJ's nasty. Man. Yeah, I do have A and M at number three. Um, with Mississippi State at four, I could see them flip flopping, but I do think I feel pretty confident in that being the top four: Bama, Arkansas, and and Mississippi State. Uh. We're going to see how Haynes King does. That's what it all comes down to. If he is really good, then AM will probably win nine or 10 games. If he's not, we're looking at six or seven wins again, most likely. Mississippi State, I agree. I think Mississippi State could go eight and four. I think that's very realistic. I think I specifically see Mississippi State being Brian Kelly's kind of what the heck is the SEC game. You know, like yeah. that's that's a game, you know, if you're Brian Kelly, you know, you don't think, oh, I'm going to lose to Mississippi State. That's a team. If you're that kind of coach, you don't want to lose to. But I think that's going to throw them for a loop when they throw 60 times in a game. I have LSU at number five. I have them going seven and five. I think that's pretty realistic. We'll see what what I think I mentioned it last week, but I think it's Jaden Daniels coming over to play quarterback from Arizona State. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. I, I think he's enough of a playmaker that'll win him a couple games, maybe keep things exciting. But we're going to see how Brian Kelly does. That's going to be one of the big storylines, I think, these next three years, because I'm kind of with y'all. I don't see him over overcoming anyone, really, in the SEC West. You know, that's just – as good of a coach he is, it's just hard to start something now and get it over while you already have these other programs – on the rise or continuing to hum. I have Ole Miss at number six. I have them going six and six. I think that sounds about right to me. I don't know about this Jackson Dart kid. He could be fine. 
I just don't see Ole Miss really wowing anyone this year. I think they'll be fine. Maybe win a game they shouldn't, lose a few games they shouldn't. And then I have Auburn coming in, last place, 3-9, and 0-8 oh in the SEC. Brian Harson out. Yeah. We're all off the Harson train. He's done. No, the Harson train, I think, is crashing and burning. It's already off the tracks. I, I just think it's, it's going to be – I really don't even hope so at this point. See, this is this is just confession time. I used to hold a lot of hate in my heart towards the Auburn football program um, due to some things done by former regime. Um, but uh, but I've I've I'm a truly changed man, and I, I, it kind of pains me. I got a good family that are Auburn people, and it kind of pains me to see them. Uh, but this may be kind of their cleansing this year. I think they're due for. You know, just we all go through it as programs. Like you just have a real bad year. You got to suck it up and take your losses where they come and man up and maybe get a new coach and, <laughs> and hope for success in the future. And I think they want to, they want a natty come. not long ago. I can't feel too bad for them. Yeah. Their time has come. If you told me the Huskers would win a natty, but in eight years we go three and nine, I'd take it in a second. Yep. What kind of year would you? What kind of next decade would you take for a natty this year? I want I mean, you to really in, think. I no, I want you to really think about that question. A natty, a full decade. I would take yeah. literally anything, dude. A natty. I might not see a natty in my lifetime. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's that's, that's the right. other thing. I get, I get, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, there's a real possibility I just never see a national championship. Yeah, but I could say okay. I watched Arkansas go two and ten two years in a row. I could not watch that for ten years in a row. Like it would be over. The foot, like we would. I don't care if we won a national championship for ten whole years of going two and ten. Would it would really hurt? No, I th- I th- see. That's where I think you might be wrong. No, I'd still take a natty. Like getting to experience that. I I don't even know what I would call it that ecstasy of a national championship win, nothing could ever bring me down. Yeah, but for the next decade, your fall Saturdays are going to suck. I I would take it. That's, that's all, all I right. can say. All right, would you take that or Nebraska and Tennessee both go 10 and 2 at least every – okay, yeah, I'll say that at least – so it's either you get a national championship and you go two and ten for the next ten years, or you don't guarantee a national championship, but you do guarantee that you go you win at least ten games I'm for the next ten, 10 years. I'm sure. taking at least ten games too. Well, you're gonna play the, for a natty the, at some yeah, point. Yeah, the odds are, are stacked in your favor if you're winning at least ten games. I and mean, I think you're gonna enjoy it more and like I get the like Getting over, getting actually winning a natty is insane. I do, I can't fault that argument. I mean, but if you're telling the, me there's a like, if there's a chance that I like, I could still win a natty, even going ten and two, like, or at least ten wins. Like, there's a chance we go twelve and zero one year or something. Yeah, I think I'd 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 roll the dice on that. I think you got to. You got to roll the dice on that at that point. Because, you know, there's other things that come with that. We probably win a Big Ten championship in yeah. there or something, too. Yeah. Oh, probably a couple. You'll probably win a few Rose Bowls. 
Yeah. If that, awesome. it's not a, if not a natty, I mean, you still, that's the thing. It's like, if you're 10 and two for 10 straight years, at least you're probably at least 11 and one and 11 and one in the big 10 or sec probably gets you in the playoffs. Yeah. If you win the conference, like if you win the big 10 or the sec, you're in as well as, as far as we've seen. Um, yeah. Maybe a two loss big 10 champion doesn't get in, but even then you have a pretty solid chance. Yeah. Speaking of the big 10, we can rattle this off pretty quick. Cause I don't think this will take as long, but Trucial, uh, do you happen to have the I do. over-unders? I've got them pulled up and I do have the entirety of the schedules here pulled up as well. So if we do need to pull up uh, <laughs> any immediate schedule questioning, I've got the whole big 10 schedule right in front That's of me. I'm talking about, um, so we'll go ahead and kick things off with some win totals, just like we did with the SEC. Uh, I have DraftKings pulled up here. And real quickly, I, I do want to run through Rutgers first because so, so far, the only website that I can see with any win totals associated with Rutgers is CBS at four. But any sports book you look at, it has to be announced for Rutgers for some reason. So interesting. Uh, apparently Vegas is still cooking something up for Rutgers. Maybe there's something in the works here. We don't know about. I um, think Rutgers, it's possible they get a sneaky bowl game this season. They, I could see them something. going six and six, something crazy. Coach? Coach. Shiano. Shiano. That's what I was going to say. It's Shiano, isn't it? Yeah. He's back, baby. He's, he's um, back for blood. And four? I believe you're saying four. That's what CBS had him at, but you can't get anything on a sports book. I believe a uh, former Nebraska backup, Noah Vedrill, is the quarterback as well. And he's pretty solid. He's solid. I'll take – all right. I'll take the over. Fun. You guys convince me. Well, I'm actually going under. But <laughs> <laughs> I could see I could see it happening. Yeah. Like, R- Rutgers is a real question mark. They're not quite even what they were a couple years ago. Like, I think they could steal a game from the lower-level Big Ten teams or the even the middle-of-the-pack Big Ten teams, which there are a lot of. So I think they'll have plenty of opportunities to get to six wins. But I did the same thing I did with the SEC with the Big Ten. I did a kind of a record predictor. So based off that, I'm going to go under. I'm going to say they go three and nine. I could see it. Um, then we'll get into the actual teams that you can bet on. Um Illinois, we have coming in at four and a half. So over four and a half is minus 25, 125. Bielma, they start off the season with Wyoming. They play uh, Chattanooga as well as one of their non-conference games. Didn't they uh, lose to uh, – they lost to UTSA last year, I think. Yeah. yeah and then they, they have Virginia as well out of the ACC. I'm that taking the under. Play. Yeah. Under. I, I would eight. say Illinois. They're staring four and eight in the face. I'm going to go ahead and say Illinois and Indiana are the two Big Ten teams. I have the most confidence in saying they will not make a bowl game. So, and I, I think Illinois is going to be pretty bad this year. I see them going two and ten or something. So I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, un- under is the plus money at plus one hundred five. So you could get a little value there under four and a half. Uh, speaking of Indiana, they're right around that same mark at four even minus one ten on both sides. Um, I could see honestly that being a push there. I could see Indiana getting four wins. Um, wait, how many? What's it? It's at Indiana's at four. Over. I'm saying Indiana, under. Pro, Indiana program's been 
They've got to play lately. Cincy. They've got to play Western Kentucky. Uh, they've got some tough non-conference games. Yeah, but they also play in the Big Ten. No, but I think uh, they've been regressing since they had that big COVID year. Yeah, that's um, true. That, that year was awesome. I'm into a little. I'm I'm in a little bit of the Big Ten Twitter just because of the some of the Husker accounts I follow. And someone did mention what's their coach's name? Is it Herman? Something Herman? Uh, I have no idea. They talked about someone's. I just saw a random tweet the other day that was like, "Wow, he's really running that program into the ground with no context." Oh, Tom so gonna, Allen. You're thinking Tom of Allen. Different Tom. Tom. So Allen. I'm gonna I'm gonna ru- uh, run that as my hot tip and say that Indiana's gonna yeah. go under. All right. Because I mean, Western's not an easy non-conference game since he is it, and they also have to play the Idaho Vandals. Not a pushover. Yeah. So that's what we have for Indiana. Next up comes Iowa at uh, seven and a half, sitting at the over minus one hundred five, under Dude, minus one fifteen. Iowa's an eight and four absolute machine. <sighs> Do you have pull up Iowa's schedule? Yeah, so they're playing, um, looks like South Dakota State, Nevada, uh, or their non-conference, and then Iowa State as well. So Iowa State's, State's not going to be too good this year. Drop back this year, yeah. So that's three right there. And then uh, obviously yeah. they're, they're starting the off the season. Uh, yeah, so South Dakota State. Iowa State, Nevada, Rutgers. They could be going 4 0 into Michigan uh, on October 1st. Probably take read, can you read, Michigan. read me off the schedule real quick? Yeah. For, so, starting at Michigan. Yeah. Michigan, then Illinois, got their bye week after that. Then they go through Ohio State, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska to finish off their season. I got them at eight and four. I, I have them and at that's six. And that's with a loss to the Huskers. I have them losing to the Huskers, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Michigan, and still going eight and four. I think I actually have them, them slipping up to Minnesota, <laughs> Purdue. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think they'll split that. So I'll have them at seven and five. Seven so and five. Under, yeah, seven and five. I could see it. I think uh, they could we, go. The reason I think I picked them going six and six is I could, could see them losing to Minnesota and Purdue. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they beat Minnesota, lose to Purdue. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I think uh, we might have just lost Seth, but uh, we'll we'll let him join uh, join back yeah, on. We'll, we'll, we'll work back. through the technical difficulties here. Moving along here, we have Maryland at six, even plus 100 for the over, minus 120 for the under. Um, Maryland is playing Buffalo. Uh, let's see here, SMU, and then... What is this? Uh, I'm looking at I'm trying to think. I'm just looking at the logos here. Uh, God, what is this team? It's like a green C. I'm blanking on the um, Tulane. No, not a T, a C. Oh, I thought you meant like a C, like a wave, like the green no, wave. Yeah, no, uh, the green waves. I, I'm blanking. Like I know the lo- Yeah. Uh, I'm, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Good Lord. I, I was, I knew, I knew, I knew the team, but. Uh, yeah, so they play Buffalo, Charlotte, and SMU for non-conference. Then they got Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Indiana, Northwestern, bye week, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Rutgers. Um, so that that's a 
really a pretty tough schedule across the board. I feel like they don't really get, I mean, obviously starting off non-conference SMU is not a pushover. Buffalo is not a pushover. Yeah. Buffalo is not. Yeah. They, I have they, them going. I have them going six and six. Like I have a push. Uh, I would stay away from it, but I would veer towards under just yeah. because they could slip up to Buffalo. Maybe SMU. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't think so, but they could. It certainly could happen. Yeah. Seth, perfect timing. Seth's coming back on. Perfect timing for the next team here. Michigan. Seth, real quick. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, Seth, we just ran through it. Maryland, six even. What you got? Um, Under. Okay. Yep. That's Maryland? What... Yeah, Maryland. Yeah. They've got a pretty tough schedule. You know too. what? I'd like to say over, but I'm going to say under. Or they I might think they're going six. six Do they and still six, have Talia? towards under. Talia Tagovailoa to his little brother. I think yeah, he's still I there. Think they do. He's kind of hyped up too. He's kind yeah, of I think, like yeah, Levis. He's overhyped. Yeah. If he was as good as Tua, he'd be at Alabama. Still, is my yeah. kind of thought. Yeah. He's not that good. He's so, fine. Like he has. Fine. He's serviceable. Talent, yeah. He'll throw four picks one of these games, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Book it four picks in one game for Talia. Maybe take the over on his uh, interceptions for the season, see if you can get that prop. Ooh, yeah. Um, we have Michigan coming up next at nine and a half. Um, That's a toughie. That is I pretty could, tough. I'm going I could under. see them winning. I could see them winning nine games. Uh, so they got to play. Ooh, their non-conference is pretty easy though. Yeah, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn to start off the season. Then go Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State. Get they can buy. lose to Penn State. Yeah, and Penn State's got a great recruiting class coming in this year as well. Uh, then Michigan State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, and Ohio State to finish the season. Well, they're losing to the Huskers, and they're losing to Ohio State, and they're going to lose one more for sure. They're Michigan probably going to lose two more. They're probably going to go 8 I think they bounce back and beat Michigan State this year. I'm going to say they lose to Penn State, Ohio State. I would love to say the Huskers. I really would. So I will. I think think last year was a blip on the radar of success for Harbaugh. He actually was trending down um, before they – kind of the the weird stuff at the end where he was potentially leaving. Could leave the fans a little jaded, leave the program a little – It absolutely should. You have this dream job. You're a Michigan man. And you're flirting, with, Hutchinson, Haskins. you're flirting you're flirting with the NFL. I think they're gonna take a deep, a pretty big drop. They're gonna go back to what they normally have been under Harbaugh, which is about eight and four. I don't I, I think they'll go nine and three with still I, I, I think it's I think nine yes. and a half is kind of the perfect line. I mean, I could still the Big Ten just isn't top heavy enough i think michigan state's going to take a step back penn state though i do think penn state will be pretty good ohio state will beat them and then nebraska will be hopefully kind of the wild card game we'll see but yeah i'll go under actually i'll say nine and three and we have michigan state coming up next at seven and a half plus 100 for the over minus 120 for the under i kind of like the over over on this yeah i kind of like the over on this I'm yeah, I like Tucker over guy. too. I know I said they'll take a step back, but that's still I still think they'll win eight games, maybe nine. I think eight's the number there. Yeah, eight seems good for me. For eight them. seems about right. Mel Tucker's he knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, like he, but sucker. he could have just lost uh, – uh, well, I mean, obviously there's a buyout, but getting a fat contract can always – taking away that uh, little bit more of incentive can uh, kind of nah. slow you down a little bit. But I think college football, I think you can get bought out so easily. And Yeah, I think he's got a good culture there. I think that's going to – I think Michigan State's going to be pretty solid with him there. Mm-hmm. Then we have Minnesota coming in at seven and a half plus a hundred for the over minus one twenty for the under. Um, seven and a half. Yeah, Minnesota. they got to play. I'm gonna go under. Yeah, they got to play Colorado. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna go under. Too. New Mexico State. I mean, they got uh, some decent non-conference teams. New Mexico State could beat them. I'd be more yeah. scared of them than I would Colorado. I could see it happening. I think. Um, yeah, I could see a seven and five team or seven and five season for Minnesota pretty easily. Six and six, maybe. Yeah. PJ Fleck is the worst, too. Yeah. Like, gosh. Then everybody's favorite up next, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Seven and a half. Hit that over, over, baby. Let's minus make that 110. Money. Under minus 110. We got what's uh, their prop the over odds. nine wins? I bet like, the, surely that's out there. It. Yeah. It's probably not crazy because I think the for them to win the West, I don't think it's anything insane. So, which would probably be over nine wins. So, well, here's uh, some interesting. So, to win the Big Ten is plus 1,400. To win a national championship is plus 12,500. Um, I thought it was like plus 20,000, honestly. It's uh, taking a little bit of a jump. There's more. Uh... <laughs> They've been listening to Pater. They yeah, know they what's have. Up. I, I will say, I mean, this this schedule is so much easier than Nebraska's had the past couple of years. It seemed like somehow Nebraska ended up playing Ohio State every year as schedules got redone because uh, we we're not in the same division, but somehow we've played them years in a row. Uh, so that'll be good to not have them on the schedule. I don't think Michigan State or Penn State's on there either. It's just Michigan no, it is that and yeah, Oklahoma. I think it's just, yeah, we do play Oklahoma. Michigan's yeah. on the other side uh, for the crossover game, and I think Indiana is yep. the other one. Which is, I mean, you can't ask for much better, honestly, unless you're going to play Indiana and Rutgers or something. So I'm well, excited. Nebraska does play Rutgers this year. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, do they play Indiana? Yeah, they play Indiana, Rutgers, and Michigan. Oh. I guess that makes sense because Big Ten only does three non-conference games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty solid for crossover games, obviously. I would, gosh, I would kill for an eight and four season, and I think it's possible, but we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to go over. So, We're going Another kind of – Eight and uh, four is reasonable. It's We're reasonable. Going. Going nine and three at minimum. I hope so. Here's Me and that guy a, we connected today over the Huskers winning the Big Ten West. It could happen. Take the take plus fourteen hundred, or that's winning the Big Ten. But dude, if they beat Michigan, they're definitely going ten and two. If they beat Michigan, I would be really surprised if they didn't go ten and two. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who you're like. If you beat if Michigan, lost, uh, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin, maybe. Yeah, well, but honestly, I, I don't even think you're going to beat Oklahoma. Yeah, I think we have a. I, I feel good about the Oklahoma game. I'll be at that game. I don't know about uh, what's his face, the new coach from Clemson. 
Venables. I just don't think he's going to be the right fit there. I think that's he's perfect. A big defensive mind. They'll Oklahoma still probably be undefeated. They have they'll play some easy games before us, and then Venables' first away game as a head coach coming into Lincoln. I like that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a scary sight for him to see. He's gonna see the Dundon boys looking down on him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's gonna hear the Dundon boys screaming at him. All uh, all three of them. It's gonna be insane. Um, we have next Northwestern, which is always kind of a they. They're such an interesting school, really. There's so many ups and downs. Do. Yeah, a big ebb and flow with them. But uh, they're sitting at four wins right now at plus 100 for the over, minus 120 for the under. Um, And they've, I mean, still got to play Ohio State, obviously. Got to play Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State. Um, Ooh, those are tough crossovers for them. Yeah. Ohio State and Penn State as the crossovers. Mm -hmm. Mm, Dicey. Going under. Yeah, I'm also going under. I think four is a good number, but I think they'll go three and nine. Oh, um, four? You know what? I'm going over five and seven. Five and seven, and with the APR, we're getting to a bowl game. So Go Northwestern. They have um, Duke, um, and then I don't even know it's no what gimme. are these two other teams. I, I've got, I'm going to have to pull up the uh, actual Wow, stumping schedule. you? They're playing yeah, someone I mean, that... these logos are – it's something that I have never seen before. So we're going to have to pull up the actual schedule with the names next to them. Um, Do you have the helmet schedule pulled up? So it's I just the, the uh, schedule. It's uh, just their logos. Um, okay. So, oh, wait, I do. This is Miami, Ohio, but I don't know what this other one is. Let no, me No, oh, Give me there. Southern Illinois. Yeah. I did not know that logo. Miami Southern of Ohio Illinois. could could beat them. I think Duke and Southern Illinois are probably wins for them, though. Duke isn't guaranteed, so. but Northwestern's been decent at times. I'm going to yeah. give it to Pat Fitzgerald. They're going to win over four games. I do really like Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's a really good coach. I just think they've got they've just got a talent issue. Honestly, it's hard to recruit to Northwestern. They're such an academic school that I, I think they have GPA requirements and stuff. So. It's tough for them. The Northwestern man. Purple Vandy. Everyone's so like, everyone's so caught up about their own. Like, oh, the Michigan man. I think it's so, I think it's kind of dumb. Great. I like there being a standard of something, but it's like, don't, it's not a standard of excellence that only applies to like your institution. What about the Arkansas man? Yeah, I did see that the other day. (laughs) I just made that up. That was awesome. (laughs) See, but that was a trait that he. Uh, uh, yeah, I did like that. What is the but Arkansas? It, uh, but I love. It was <laughs> just like loyal, loyal, so strong, <laughs> blue like, collar. Yeah, this guy's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, but you could put those same exact characteristics and call it the Nebraska man right off the bat. It's the same thing. Like, who's the Nebraska man? Oh, he's loyal and true. Well, they're in he's the hard hardworking. Yeah, hardworking. Yeah. I mean, any any SEC man besides Vanderbilt, I'd say, is hardworking. The Vandy man. I'm the, the Vandy, Vandy man. man. Soft. Uh, soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's the only uh, adjective I can think for for a Vandy man. Um, we do have Ohio State up next at ten and a half, which is minus two fifteen on the over, plus one seventy five on the under. I could over. see them going ten and two. Yeah, give I'm me taking that, the um, under on that. I, I'm, liking that the, I'm liking that uh, plus 175. All right. You guys both money. took under? No, no I'm, well t- I'm taking over. over. Okay. Well, I was gonna I was gonna flip to the over, but I'll stick with the under. Ten and two seems in my head, no team in college football goes above ten and two. Like when I'm projecting right now. It's pretty much like everyone's they'll probably come away with two losses. Which well, in most so, cases is correct. Like there will only be like three or four teams that don't have have at least two losses. Ohio State's got some game. interesting non-cons. Uh, starting off the season with Notre Dame, obviously new head coach, but Notre Dame is still going to be decent. But they play the Arkansas State Red Wolves and then uh, Toledo. Is that in Jonesboro? No, so that is in <laughs> – yeah, that's uh, uh, at Ohio State. So oh, that's gonna I, be, thought they were coming to our, I thought they were coming to A-State. Hey, someone awesome. mentioned this the other day on Twitter. If Ohio State say they do go ten and two or something this year, do people like they don't win a Big Ten championship or something? Do people start talking about Ryan Day? No. Ten. If you win ten games, you can't fi- like start talking about firing your coach. You can talk about it when you're when you're he's used on the to hot seat the playoff every year. Yeah, but I, I think you're insane if you, your team has one one season where they go ten and two, and you're calling for a guy's head. Put no, yourself, back to back put yourself in this situation without winning a Big Ten, without being winning a Big Ten. If he didn't even get to the championship game, I think there's it's, there's room to talk. I, I think literally, if he misses the playoff like the next two years, there will be talks. I don't think so. Depends on how he does it and everything. Yeah. I yeah, just I mean, think I think Ohio State. I mean, you could throw Bama in there, but besides those two, I think those are the two most talented teams in football. Yeah. So I think that's where the. But if Saban goes ten and two the next two years, does he get fired? No, but he's won national championships. Ryan Day hasn't won anything yet. He's been to the playoffs, so that's got to got to make something for him. Has he? Yeah. He go his first season. Okay. He was riding the coattails. Let him do it on his own. Good point. I, I think Ryan Day is good, but whatever. I'm taking the under 10 to two. He will not be fired and not be on the hot seat. <laughs> um, Penn State is up next at eight and a half. The over, over. is plus 105 and minus 125 for the under. I can see nine and three. Yep. Nice season for Penn State. James Franklin is a good head football coach. Um, and I like that plus 105 mark. I'm taking the over on that as well. Yeah, I could see potentially ten and two with the win over Michigan, but yeah, I definitely I could Ooh. see nine and three for sure. Uh, Sean Clifford's got to stay healthy though. That's what kind of screwed him last year. That's how they yeah. lost to Iowa. He ended up getting hurt at the end of that game. So their non cons are Ohio, Auburn, and Central Michigan. Dude, they're gonna destroy they're gonna wax all three of those Auburn. teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I don't know. That one actually could be close early in the year. Like that's Penn's, true. They got to code to Auburn, like you know, coming to Auburn still early in the year. There's a there's a there's Is a that, window. It was a, a home and away matchup, football. right? Didn't they play Auburn yeah. this past year? Yeah, yeah, yeah they played at Penn State. Epic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. That was an epic game. Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see an SEC team in that Big Ten like 
Happy Valley going crazy. That was cool. Um, I, I like do that. that more. Yeah, they do need to do that more. Don't worry. In my in my future of college football, a lot more home and a lot more home atmosphere. Once you decide decide yeah. or start Once deciding I'm scheduling, <laughs> I don't even yeah, I just need to schedule everything. Y'all set up the conferences. Just let me schedule. Um anyway, that's kind of that early part of the year where a team's will hasn't been broken yet. Like Auburn doesn't even know it's that bad yet. They so have false can, hope, yeah. Yeah. It, you see it every year. There's like teams. That, that is week, week three, though. What if Auburn has an like early terrible loss? Yeah, I mean that's do that's very possible too. I could see it happen if if Auburn they got to play Mercer and San game. Jose State in both those games. See, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna probably be two zero. Yeah, I mean, it would take I, something outrageous to happen. But that's what I'm saying. So they'll be two zero going to that game, but then. They could lose that game and then lose like nine other next ten. Yeah. But I I actually think that game singularly will be fairly close. Week three at Auburn. Like that's just a that'll be hype. Like that'll be a big game. Yeah. Auburn starts off the season with five straight games at home. Yeah, I mean, you're undefeated with a team like that coming into your home stadium. Atmosphere will be pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Penn State's better and will win at yeah. the same time. You can't so we, count them out, though. I get what you're saying. We've got uh, two teams left here. Uh, Purdue at 7.5 plus 100 for the over, minus 120 for the under. Um, and Purdue is playing, looks like, Indiana State, Syracuse, and FAU as their non-cons. Uh, you know what? Give me the over. Yeah, I'm going over. On nothing other than Purdue, I like Aiden the O'Connell, drum. man. I like he the trains. I'm a big fan of trains. I like the Boilermakers. Yeah, because so they play Penn State to open up the year, then play Indiana State, Syracuse, and FAU. Followed up by Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana. Um, they're kind of finishing finishing the year pretty pretty weak there. But uh, middle of the year, they've got some tougher games in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska. Maryland, Minnesota aren't pushovers either. So Purdue is the Purdue is the Mississippi State of the Big Ten. They got a quarterback who can sling it. He's not a sexy name, but he's probably better than most of the other guys. They get more hype. Yeah, got gritty. You know what? That that statement alone. Next week we should do like equivalent of each other in the other conference. Like who is, who is the Arkansas of the big 10 or the Tennessee of the big 10 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I have to think the Huskers in Tennessee. I was going to say, I I have to think the Huskers in Tennessee would have to be each other's mirror. Arkansas and Michigan state. Maybe I could see something like that. Maybe I don't know. That's what we got to look at. Maybe even Penn state. Yeah. Well, if we're talking like recent history, like the trajectories, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I mean, there's I a lot of. I think there's kind of a lot that could go into it. Kind of like, yeah. You pair a little bit of tradition with also like current success, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Something, something fun to do. I would honestly say something like Iowa or something. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's like too consistent. I don't know. It'd be fun to just kind of look through it, look through two lists, and. 
and think about that. I like it. Because we'll you probably go what? Bama, Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. And then Georgia and Michigan, honestly. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll, yeah, I'd probably say that. It's pretty good. You don't quite have the rivalry, but that's a pretty good rivalry right now, at least intense. I could yeah. go, I could go there. I like that. We'll have to do some crossovers. Um, last we have Wisconsin at eight and a half. Over is minus 145, under is plus 125. Um, and just looking at this real quick, New Mexico State, they've got a tough schedule. They're playing Wisconsin as well uh, as Minnesota. So some of their non-cons, uh, New Mexico Even State, the they're 10. in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then they're playing, it looks like, Ball State, I believe, and then Washington State uh, is their other non-conference. Uh. I mean, eight and a half is kind of the perfect number for Wisconsin. I have them going nine and three. Wisconsin will be no different than they've always been, in case you were wondering. So, yeah, that's why eight, eight and nine four, nine wins. and three is very possible with a sneaky 10 and two possibility. But uh, I've got them going nine and three. They're going to run the ball, play pretty solid defense. No, no one has been more just purely consistent than Wisconsin over yeah. the last 20 years. Like, you turn on a any given Saturday, and you'll see Wisconsin just pounding the ball out. Like you'll see them just just run into their offense. It's looked exactly the same, no matter the coach, no matter the players. It's been the same thing, and uh, they're going to win most of their games and then lose a few close ones. Uh, so I'm What's- looking here to see the last time they were under 500, and that was 2001. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. What, what's impressive. funny about Wisconsin, too, is they're so happy playing their brand of football. They'll play uh, Incarnate Word and win 23-10, to 10, doing exactly the same thing they do against Minnesota, but win that game 45-10, to 10, you know? Yeah. Like, they just keep running the ball. If you can't stop it, they have no problem. Like, they'll run the clock. If they score 40 points, cool. They know you're not going to have enough time to score because they're running all the clock out. So they should have won the Natty with Russell Wilson. That was that would have been awesome. That was a year to do it. I mean, they were that when Bielema was there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Bielema had some. I'm looking at their. He won the Bielema won one three straight. That's a crazy like thinking about that hire in retrospect. Like hiring away the coach that just won three Big Ten championships was baller. Like. It happened to be Bielema, and it didn't quite work out at Arkansas, but kind of a sick move. Yeah, I mean, at the time, you're thinking, wow, that is an amazing hire. Yeah, it is, like, a crazy good hire. That's, didn't yeah. quite produce in the SEC. It's a different beast. It is a different beast. Well, he did. I mean, he was a de- he was put into the Wisconsin system. He just Barry like Alvarez. A, yeah, he literally yeah. was like Barry Alvarez's Nothing's- puppet. There's been three or four different coaches there. Nothing's changed. And that's why uh, I think it was Gary Peterson was the coach there and left for Oregon State. And everyone it was, was kind Gary of Anderson. Yeah. Gary he, Anderson. Everyone he was pay, kind he of had wondering. had to pay $3 million to get out of his contract. Yeah. Everyone was like, why would you leave? Like, you're winning. I think it's because he wasn't allowed to coach, basically, honestly. Yeah. That's why they run the same offense and everything. You know, it's Barry, funny. It's because Barry's thumb. Barry Alvarez played for the Huskers, and he's just running exactly what the Huskers did back in the 20th century. Awesome. Now, I didn't know he played at Nebraska. 
yeah, I think he's kind of salty about it because he probably won't. I think he at one point he definitely he wanted to go to Nebraska. I'm well, sure. he yeah, he wanted to be the coach or the AD and didn't get the opportunity, so he went to Wisconsin yeah. and he's salty about it. He needs to get over it. He's that kind of person that would be salty about something like that. It's like, dude, yeah, didn't work out. Like, enjoy the success you've had. Go win a natty, though. Can't do it quite at Wisconsin. They had that one year. I think they won the Orange Bowl. They won like 11 games or something. Or maybe they went 12 and two, actually. Oh, they've had some. They've had some really good years. I mean, some of those. We still talking Wisconsin. Sorry, I was looking at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they went 13 and one just in 2017. That must have been it. Paul Christ. When the, why did they not get in the playoff? Uh, oh, before the playoff. No. Was no. 2017. Because no. 2016 was the first one. Wasn't it? Yeah. 16 or 15. I think it might, yeah, have, it been might have been 15. It might have been 15. Because I think 15 is when Ohio State, State won. And they did win the first playoff. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's the first one I can remember. Yeah, well, what so Washington, get in. Washington got it uh was number four and they went uh yeah twelve and one or yeah twelve and one won the Pac twelve. God, they played Colorado in the Pac twelve championship, beat them forty one to ten. So just absolute thrashing in their championship game probably got a man. You would think that a one loss Big Ten team would get in over a one loss Pac twelve. That yeah. Is, that is pretty interesting. Was Washington they lost a game in the regular season or did they go undefeated and then lose in the playoff? So they their final record was 12 and 2, so they had to oh, yeah. to lose okay. a game during the year. Um and looking at Wisconsin in 2017. Oh, they lost the Big 10 to Ohio state. They were undefeated mm. and then lost the big 10 to Ohio state 27 to 21. Dang. So I guess the recency recent loss can knock you out. Well, did Ohio state get in Yeah, or did no team? Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I think it's fair. That may have been the year Penn state really wanted to get in. So it was Alabama at one Clemson at two Ohio state at three Washington at four. So that's when Clemson beat Ohio State 31 to zip in the first semifinals uh, game. And then Clemson Dang. beat Alabama 35 to 31. Wow. Yeah, 17. Mm. Yeah, that was, yeah. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that game was game winner. crazy. That was, um, that was pretty nuts. Yeah. I think uh, was that the last one. That was it. We have covered the Big Ten. Heck yeah! All <laughs> right, covered. I think I think we'll wrap it up. It's getting pretty late here uh, in the in the mid state and out in the heartland. So we'll wrap it up here, guys. Thanks again for listening. This has been Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Be sure to check them out. Sixpackcoverage.com at sixpackcoverage on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out website paydirtsports.blog, Twitter at paydirt underscore sports and on Instagram at Paired Sports. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see you all next week. Hey, Dirk, out.